Welcome to Dad Hammer, Bolters and Booze, where we discuss all things Warhammer while staying hydrated with an adult beverage. I am David the War Boss, and I'm joined by the most generic space marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid Steve. Steve, how are we doing? We're doing awesome, David. Um, kind of getting back on track here, getting back on our schedule. It's kind of yeah. nice. I feel like we were a little thrown off there and just couldn't quite sync up like we have been. Uh, so yeah, man, looking forward to this episode and looking forward to an action packed weekend or at least a, a nice game tomorrow night, hopefully. Yeah. Warhammer weekend. That's yeah, always a yeah. fun thing to look forward to. Yeah. I, I hear you. It's getting back into the groove of, of recording and my work schedule has been so hectic lately that I was getting your texts about all the news hitting the Warcom site and <laughs> new stuff coming out. You're like, man, we're going to have so much stuff to talk about. And I was so late because of my work schedule. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had uh, I had a couple of things to go check up on, which is was cool, though, because there was a lot of news. And, you know, every now and then we have a slow news week and mm-hmm. we, we, we have plenty of other things to talk about. But uh, it's always cool when there's a lot of news that hits and you can go back and forth with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Contemporary issues. Very contemporary world, world pressing <laughs> issues. Like, well, this is the serious stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, come here first for your news. <laughs> You'll be glad. This you will did. change your life. Yeah, well, I, I think so. I'm always glad. Me too, buddy. Well, we have got a great show once again, and this time jam packed with news, tons of stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about our an update to our Dad Hammer combat patrol league that's a mouthful dad hammer combat patrol league yeah so the the cp league maybe Mm -hmm. cpl sure Uh, now we're getting too many too many acronyms um but we're going to give you an update on that we've had some happenings even though it's not officially started we were going to kick off october the first if you Mm -hmm. if you haven't signed up yet you've got just a couple more days to get in on the action on our webs website dadhammerpodcast.com and you'll you see the the league uh, entry there you could sign up and we'll post all the updates and everything but we've got some players that have already started to put several games under their belt and yeah we started a little early but you know that's okay we're having a that's, good time yeah, that's right and we'll also talk about the news of the space marine codex reveal and all of its glory there has also been a new product released or upcoming for pre-order called a storm vault skirmish case which is like a way to tote your miniatures around the the small band of miniatures anyway and then finally we'll end with the latest pariah nexus episode that just dropped fairly recently and we'll give some impressions there thank you so much for listening to our show as always if you like what you're hearing make sure to rate follow subscribe on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen and be sure to tell your friends tell people about us let them know that they've got a clean clean wonderful podcast full of (laughs) Uh, humor and dad, dad humor. Is that really humor? That's still humor. Technically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dad PG jokes rated. are plenty. Uh, very PG. I, I'd say almost G. At, almost at G. Yeah. I mean, cause I got, I got kids and if mm-hmm. I happen to be playing this podcast and they hear my voice, I don't want to, I don't want them <laughs> to hear anything terrible, you know? No, definitely not. I got a reputation of some, some kind. I, I don't know what that is, but yeah, I got to keep it. I got to maintain a certain mystique <laughs> around this <laughs> that's house. what that's what it is very mysterious steve very mysterious well you could also find us on our web- website dadhammerpodcast.com and on all social media sites so be sure to check us out there but first we're going to start with the most important part of every dad hammer podcast and that is what are we drinking and steve i'm gonna let you go first what, it, what have you got in the cup tonight I'm stepping out of my my normal. Uh, I'm just I'm drinking some red wine, you know. Getting Ooh, a little, yeah, so getting sophisticated. A, getting a little uppity here, um, <laughs> if it helps. It, it's a Tennessee red wine. It's Arrington uh, okay. Vineyards, yeah, uh, yeah just yeah. south south of Nashville. But mm-hmm. it's their uh, antebellum wine, and it's actually aged in Tennessee whiskey barrels. So it's it's one of our favorites, and it was a it was pot roast night, so first pot roast of the fall season. I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna go really good." Wow, you have any you have any leftovers? I might I might come over to your house. I oh, mean, I we might... got a 
We got plenty. <laughs> okay, I'll bring I'll bring some bread. There have you a go. Pot roast sandwich. Yeah, man. That's really good. You ever that oh, open face like pot oh, roast sandwich, put gravy yeah. all over it? Shoot, yeah. I'm oh, gonna go back man. and right. go warm something up now. I know a little late night snack. <laughs> mm. Oh man, put you right to sleep. It well, would. Uh, so drinking the wine. Do you have like yeah, a smoking yeah. jacket or anything no, like that on while you're no? I do have a really really groovy skeleton cup though. That's, okay, uh, it's like a it's a full skeleton holding the the wine glass part on his head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. it's getting spooky season. It's good, man. That's yeah, true. You're just in time for Halloween, and then yeah. if even if not, there's whenever you play. When it, I mean, we're nerds, and so when you have nerd stuff lying around, I mean, I got plenty of. I play Chaos Space Marines mm-hmm. and Orcs. I got skulls all over the place, so mm-hmm. you just go with the with the skull glass. It just fits in. Well, good. I'm glad you're you're classing up our podcast uh, a little bit with your. I'm trying, line. man. I'm trying really hard. Well, the good news is I'm going to bring it right back down. <laughs> 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 so uh, I've got the cocktail this evening, mm-hmm. and uh, I have. This is a very simple drink. Um, it is. I, I looked this up. My my wife got some recent sweet tea vodka. I'd never heard of this. Me either. Um, but she got some sweet tea vodka and limeade, and I looked this up, and there's a there's a take on this. It's sweet tea mm-hmm. vodka and lemonade, and that's called a John Daly. And if you're a golfer, if you if you're not a golfer, go look up John Daly, and this is the most redneck golfer <laughs> that has ever played the game would show up in like cut off shorts and no shirt and hit golf balls off of beer cans at the driving yeah. range. I mean, it's like if your your alcoholic uncle played golf and was really good at it. That's, yeah. that's what it would the, look the like. The dude is almost a superhero. Yeah, kind of. Well, um, I am drinking a version of that. So this is sweet tea vodka and limeade. And because that's very Southern and redneck, I'm calling it, you know, normally in the South, for especially for our, our global listeners, we say bless your heart. And bless mm-hmm. your heart sometimes can mean really oh you're having a you're having a rough time or it could also mean oh bless your heart like you're done you're dumb as soup yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well to to put a warhammer spin on this and after watching pariah nexus and space marines and everything i'm gonna call this one bless your two hearts it's perfect because they they got a couple hearts right Mm -hmm. once again i always judge the the reactions of my family whenever i reveal the name of my cocktail and to see how long the silence lasts, right? Then you know it's perfect. Yeah, this one was was pretty lengthy. <laughs> so like I, don't get I was it. like, yeah. So I told my wife, like, okay, I'm gonna call this one. You know, she's like, well, what about bless your heart? And mm-hmm. I said, ooh, wait a minute, space ring, bless your two hearts. And so I told my son, <laughs> and like he was watching Fortnite on his phone or something. Uh-huh. Didn't even look up at me like that. <laughs> that was the reaction. So, could you, you know. just not nerd it up for one day, Dad? No, no, it's impossible. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, this is a really good, co- very refreshing cocktail. We're still good. technically in summer, mm-hmm. so uh, still a summery drink, and it is pretty good. It's very light, and uh, I recommend it. If you don't have limeade, um, so two ounces of sweet tea vodka, one ounce limeade, but really you can do whatever you want. It's a it's the sweet tea vodka and splash of either lemonade or limeade, or you could put in lemon juice, lime juice, mm-hmm. and simple syrup. Any anything that kind of gives that lemonadey flavor there with the go. sweet tea vodka. It's good. Nice. Well, I will enjoy my uh, bless your two hearts. You enjoy your fancy red wine. Cheers and bottoms up, Steve. Cheers, sir. Well, let's first start out with the Dad Hammer Combat Patrol League update, the CPL, as mm. I'm now dubbing it. Um, the DCPL. The, oh, okay, now wait a minute. Right, now no, we're no, now no, it sounds like it a utility far. company. <laughs> or a law like firm. We're, yeah, we're a law firm. Um, so the Combat Patrol League, and for those who have not followed this, we have started a Combat Patrol League, and it is not 
restricted to just local to, to Nashville, to the greater Nashville area. You can join from anywhere. We've got a scoreboard up for points around games played, whether or not you have your armies painted, did you face a unique opponent? And all of this is pulled from one of the latest issues of White Dwarf. It gave the structure for starting your own league. So if you haven't checked that out, we've got a review up on our site about starting your own. Really cool. Uh, but we, we did our own thing. And we had several signups. I think we're up to 12 total now. And uh, we've already already have several people that have begun playing. We've got a pretty close race at the top. Not so much at the bottom. <laughs> nice. Uh, because <laughs> you you and I are down there. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But we've got the three top players, Hayden, James, and Hudson. And they are at the very top, um, really, really tight race. And I'll say, first of all, Steve, you and I are, I mean, the hosts of the league have yet to play a game. Now, to, to be fair, to be we, fair, we had played previous games in a mm-hmm. separate league and we've had so much fun that we want to start our own. So we've already played mm-hmm. several games, but yeah. to be also, to be fair, we just didn't want to take all those points and, yeah, and put them into this. So uh, we're going to try to play tomorrow, but. You know, not a real good look when the when the hosts haven't played a, <laughs> a game yet. But, you know, scheduling, and yeah, uh, we'll at least is. get a couple of points on the board for what playing a unique opponent uh, technically yeah. and uh, having painted armies. So maybe we'll yeah. we'll get there. But anyway, um, Hayden this is what I want to talk about mainly in this update. Hayden is playing Necrons, and he is holding the top spot with ten mm-hmm. points, uh, which is a, a good lead at this point. So hats off to Hayden and Steve, what I wanted to do here for anybody, and this could apply to listeners that are thinking about starting their own league or maybe getting ready to play against uh, Necron force in combat patrol, maybe at home. So it doesn't necessarily apply just to this group that, that is playing in the league. But mm-hmm. um, what I wanted to talk about is maybe some strategies, Hayden, everybody's coming after you. Now we're going to give, we're going to give some, uh, some tips um, to to go up against the the yeah, that's right. dreaded <laughs> Necron force and um, Steve, I know you had played. I had played against you with as your ne- Necron army, and mm-hmm. so my impressions. And this is hopefully just to help anybody out that's getting ready to play that's Hayden right. or another Necron army in combat patrol. There really are a good balance. There's a good mix of range and melee. If anybody that has played Necrons before, you think of them as as shooting and the reanimation protocols coming mm-hmm. back to life and then shooting some more. But the combat patrol actually has a, a decent mix of, of melee. Of course, the melee is not amazing, but it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and so when, I remember when I played against you, Steve, maybe we'll start this with me talking it's about how good. to prep to play against Necrons, and then you can come out and say, you know, this is some strategies that you used on the offensive. So, right. I remember when I first started playing against you, a very scary mm-hmm. uh, model, the Doomstalker, and it's got a it's got some pretty good firepower, especially if you're playing an army that has a lot yeah. of different um, troops in it. If you've got a lot of battle line, you know, if you're if you're playing orcs, for example, or even Thousand Sons when they've got mm-hmm. the warriors out there. Um, just be careful because that Doomstalker has got a weapon where it's, I think it gets like D6 plus one shots with a blast. So you're going to get that extra attack. And this thing's no joke. It will wipe out your force fairly yes. quickly. So um, uh, my recommendation, if you're, especially if you're playing with multiple uh, troops, you know, units in your particular army going up against Necrons, number one, of course, make really good use of cover. So Get that benefit of cover. Go for the plus one. Even if it's partial cover, you still get that plus one. Get in terrain mm-hmm. if it's available, but stay out of the way, especially turn one of that Doomstalker. And uh, you don't want to get, you, you want to limit the number of shots from that from that guy as much as possible. And if you can, depending on how fast your army is, you really want to get into melee with that thing. I know th- these tips are nothing revolutionary you know something that's a, a big shooty i'm not i'm not giving anybody anything that they probably don't already know but i thought it would be cool <laughs> just <right>. because <laughs> if anybody's going to go after hayden in our combat patrol league and the uh-huh. necrons this is something you want to think about so get in there really close asap um uh, but steve you know from your perspective remember you went when you were using that doomstalker to try to take out his playing cast space marines 
any mm-hmm. particular tips for someone looking to to roll Necrons? Um, I'm going to tell you my tip would be because I did the opposite and it didn't work out so well. Um, but if you can get your Doomstar, I, I kind of left him in the backfield a little bit because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, well, I'll use it to pick off long, at long range. And that's good and all. However, it meant that I had a little more vulnerable units kind of out in front, i.e. the warriors and, and the scarabs, you know? Um, so I think my biggest thing would be get that thing's gun in use as soon as possible. Um, try to get a good position, pick out the heavier armored stuff. Like I really should have gone after your, uh, hell brutes a little bit harder right? With, with, with the Doomstalker in the first couple of turns, you know, really took some points and, you know, wounds off of those guys. Um, because you can get the, the other, uh, oh my gosh, the destroyers, uh, mm-hmm. into melee range pretty quick. Um, you can, you know, you can advance them and I can't, I don't remember if you can charge, I, I think you can charge after an advance with those guys. Um, they might have some special stratagem or something. I just can't remember. It's been a little bit. Yeah, they the um, the score the score pick destroyers had some serious melee attack mm-hmm. power. I remember that, and I think that too from a, a defensive standpoint, those the combination of scarabs and destroyers mm-hmm. I thought was really good because so if if you're trying to defend against those and those scarabs are advancing up. The, the scarabs seem weak, but they, they're going to get in the way, especially of yes. your melee units. So if you've got that Doomstalker sitting, and this applies to any, arm, any army with a, a big tanky, shooty thing in, in the backfield, mm-hmm. the, the scarabs are, are supposed to die quickly. But That's right. if, if nothing else, they slow down the advance of the enemy that, again, from the, uh, the opponent, you want to get into melee as quickly as you can with Necrons, as long as you have a reasonable melee force you know you mm-hmm. don't have to have anything super powerful but you want to get into melee as quick as you can with the, the bulk of that force but if you're playing necrons the your advantage is getting both the scarabs and these corpac destroyers up the field as quickly as you can to slow mm-hmm. everybody down shoot them off the field with the with the big guns and the necron warriors in the back but again you want to from as an opponent you want to get into cover and try to sneak your way up the board and hit everybody really hard with melee, or it's going to be a real short trip for you. And I think yeah. most of uh, Hayden's opponents have, have felt that. Because you want to keep your warriors alive as much as possible, um, because that's where your largest mass of models are, are going to be. Um, they're the easiest ones to reanimate. Mm-hmm. And you have the Overlord, um, who has a resurrection orb, so they can reanimate even more. Um, so putting them out right in the middle where they can get shot at really easy is a definite mistake. You want to save them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to save them for your, you know, control of your, uh, objectives. Mm -hmm. Um, and you want to keep at least, you know, enough of them alive that you can keep reanimating them. Cause if you wipe the unit out, you can't reanimate them anymore and that's it. And yeah. that's a pretty good chunk of your force if you knock out those, I think it's 10 warriors. Um, and they have good firepower. Uh, I think half have a yeah a flare and the other half have the, the reaper. Um, yeah, so it wasn't, a bit of a it wasn't thing, like, but, it wasn't amazing, you know, no. but I, I think what, um, what you have to be careful of if, if you are a Necron player or going up against is, once, once the the warriors and the destroyer, like those are the two main units. If mm-hmm. you can take out the the heavy melee and start to make a dent in those warriors enough, you don't have to wipe the entire unit because if you weaken them enough, mm-hmm. the number of shots and the damage is just not going to do much to the opposing force, and it's just you you whittled them down so much. So, you know, the real goal would be to get back to that Doomstalker, but I think taking out the destroyers quickly. And then mm-hmm. going straight after the warriors, but you know all this is easier said than done because you got to get up the field before getting shot off. So, but um, they do battle shock easier than I thought yep. they should, and that mm-hmm. that became 
you know, we keep referring back to this one battle, but that's what actually cinched it for you. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have enough. Oh, I had no OC left. Uh, I couldn't control the, the objective because uh, I lost the battle shock, which was really strange considering they're, you know, eternal, <laughs> eternal warriors with no, no, you know, no mental capacity. Yeah. To be afraid. And I think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Pariah Nexus episode, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe Hayden is, has just been inspired by the recent Maybe. show and he's just using that energy to go into the probably not you know i don't know he's, <laughs> he's he's also probably got a really good strategy yeah, that, he probably uh, does he probably <laughs> knows knows necrons far better than i do <laughs> most likely and uh so anyway props to hayden and good luck to everybody going up against hayden and the necrons hopefully these tips will help you I, I'll, and i'll put the disclaimer out there if if any of these tips and tricks make it worse for you it is all steve's idea <laughs> if it was if it helps totally my my advice yeah. just remember that very good down with that that's cool okay good well good luck to all our players good luck to hayden hopefully you can continue to hold on to that top spot but steve and i are coming for you with yeah, our zero right. points we'll be there any any day now i promise any day sometime before christmas hopefully Well, let's now move on to the news. We're going to talk first about the new Space Marine Codex reveal and a little bit of little bit of controversy on this one. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, controversy is you know whatever. It's just we're we're talking about toy soldiers here, but controversy in the Warhammer community. And uh, let's first hit the the, the good news, and I, mm-hmm. I'll say well, not necessarily bad news, but just the 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 cool news here. First, they they showed off the 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 book itself with the the art. Yep, looks good. About what it's you really expect good. for a Space Marine Codex, and then they showed off the limited edition. And I gotta say, Steve, I I have been pretty pretty harsh on the limited edition releases of the, <laughs> of the Codex and Ninth Edition because it's you know basically what if you looked at the the cover of a Codex in Ninth Edition, the limited mm-hmm. version. All they did was like strip out. It's the same artwork, and they would just strip out the title at the bottom or something, and maybe change the the border. I, it, I just felt lame for an extra thirty right. bucks. Super lame. Now, to be fair, this is looks a whole lot better. I still think it's not worth thirty bucks. No. However, this artwork looks. It's almost got like a retro feel to me. Yeah, Are you seeing amazing. that? Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. That that the librarian. That mm-hmm. is really good. And, and to be honest, I think I don't think that's a new image that's on the regular. No. The regular. Yeah, I, I think, think I've so. seen that one before, uh, but this is uh, something I haven't seen, and it looks really good. Yeah, but but this is limited, right? That's this, right. It should. This be. has this has a limited edition feel mm-hmm. versus just the standard Kodak. So if I'm if I walk in with this book, it looks completely different, just like with my leviathan rule book that i have Mm -hmm. for 10th edition that came in the box set that looks completely different that looks like a limited release or a special edition right versus the ninth edition versions of the codex that were limited you know just it's almost (laughs) like and we talked about this before with white dwarf when you get the the off the shelf or out of the game store copy of white dwarf shout out blackthorn game center but right. if you if you go and you get that it's got the the printing all over the title white dwarf it says all the, the stuff on it but if you get the subscription delivered to your house it has a limited edition cover still the same artwork but it it just looks a little nicer but you don't mm-hmm. pay anything extra for that so i don't i don't mind this is going to most likely cost you 30 bucks extra mm-hmm. is it worth it i mean you know that's beauty's in the eye of the beholder i guess that's but right. Uh, it also depends on how deep your pockets are. Is this worth mm. an extra 30 bucks to me? No, but if I'm a diehard space Marine player, then, you know, maybe, right. I, yeah. I think this is a, a step in the right direction personally. Yeah. I like it. it. It's better, much better. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing that was released, they showed off in a, a preview and I'm going to skip around a little bit here. But as far as the timeline of events, they showed off the uh, dice 
and data cards that are that are coming out because they've got the the models releasing but they showed off these the space marine dice which i always like whenever they come out with a new army or a new codex they have branded dice Mm -hmm. and also the the data sheet cards so two things one i think these dice look super cool personally pretty nice and i do i'm not a i'm not an ultramarine space marine player Mm -hmm. but man they they're calling to me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just think the, they uh, look really cool. The angels of death, uh, you know, wings and stuff. Yeah. I think that's yeah. just with fantastic. the skull and the sort. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, and I like it's the color with mm-hmm. the, um, I don't know what you call it with the, the marbled kind of look pearl on there. white. Mm-hmm. Almost, like a pearl. Yeah. But they look like they'd be easy to see. On the board. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and especially for for our age demographic, mm, <laughs> that's gosh. something that's very important. <laughs> that's the truth, man. But I think these dice are cool. I liked the Tyranid dice as well that mm-hmm. they released, and I'll probably be picking up those. I might pick up these Space Marine dice just for the heck of it. I, I don't know, um, yeah. but then I'll end up with too many dice. So is that a problem ever, maybe? <sighs> I don't know, because I find myself sometimes running out of dice, and then oh, I have to use okay. like the the baby dice and i get really yeah, that's sad no about fun. that yeah yeah a little bit upset well the the dice look cool and then what i wanted to talk about they showed off these data sheet cards for the space yeah. marines is it just me or do these look a whole lot smaller than the other ones that they released uh, this looks like a different because the other ones were kind of in a landscape yeah sort of format like box. big big note cards for uh-huh. like five by seven kind of thing these look like maybe large playing cards or mm-hmm. like, dare I say, like tarot cards size or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. compare it to. But yeah, I'm interested to see how that works because all the format, even you know, all the free download stuff was landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting well, to see what look, they actually look like. I, th- I also think that the, the the downloads that you get and even the larger cards, there is a lot of wasted space. Yeah, I agree on those cards, um, but not not all, right? Some some units are going to have a lot of text, a lot of abilities, a lot mm-hmm. of stats, and they have to use up all that space. These in particular, maybe not, but I don't know if I'm I, I don't mind the a, a portrait view if that's what these no, are. We fine. have yet yet to see what they look like, but I, I do have a, a bit of a conspiracy theory. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna make this view uh, those cards very similar to the view in the app, which is Ooh. portrait, to kind of keep those aligned. You know where they have the range yeah. and the melee and the abilities. I wonder mm. if they were to take the cards and almost expand uh, expand out every single category. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, that so, makes total sense. Yeah, a little bit of conspiracy theory, but uh, just based on the size of these cards, they do look smaller. Now, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe we just can't tell the difference between the size. But no, um, I mean, if you judge it, if if these are scaled the same with the dice sitting in mm-hmm. front of it, they're not. They're not. They look smaller. Big. They do yeah. look smaller. Well, we'll see. And then you know, right below this picture on the on the site, they have the leviathan mission deck mm-hmm. which i highly recommend for anybody that didn't pick up the leviathan uh box set that came with the rules and the mission deck you you're really missing out if you don't have this mission deck for generating random missions oh, maps so deployments easier. all that kind of stuff it's great looking yeah. at the size of this deck it almost looks a little smaller in in comparison to the data sheet cards i don't know i mean maybe maybe they're we're just looking at different pictures and it is just it's hard to we'll say to i'm s- thinking about uh, the deck that we have you know mm-hmm. and i feel like it's like large playing cards i don't feel like yeah. they were quite regular playing card size right but uh, well yeah uh so anyway i i that's cool all the the new stuff there and then they showed off the models which mm-hmm. most i think all of these we've already seen so nothing Nothing new. They just showed them a little more detail, really close-ups with... Then you can compare paint jobs from the uh, heavy metal team to what you're going to do, which is not going to be close. Me, <laughs> the, the normal the normal human, right? Yeah, it's mere not going to be able to get to this point. But still, it, it's really cool pictures, um, all the new models, and it's, it's fun to see. But, you know, Steve, I, I think the... 
what they've released so far for Space Marines is promising, but yeah. Then again, it's just more Space Marines, so it is. Um, some of it's just yeah. blending some old with the new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the <laughs> I like the jump packs. Don't get me wrong, but I mean the poses are very much like they are <laughs> the current assault intercessors. You know, right? Yeah, um, but. I like how they show the different flavors of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they go in different paint jobs, but more importantly, like the different heads, like the uh, Raven Guard ones. Yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. Uh, yeah. But like you said, it's, it's Space Marines. And the upside is, is these are going to be around. I, I don't think you got to like just no. rush out and get them. No. Uh, I, and the, the models look great for, for what they mm-hmm. are. You know, you mentioned a chapter it's a good segue into something I really wanted to touch on, which is they got into the meat and potatoes of the mm-hmm. codex with the detachments. And that was a lot of um, speculation on what that would look like because I, I play Space Wolves. You play Dark mm-hmm. Angels. Uh, we've got a friend that that has played Ultramarines before. You know, So there's all these different chapters of Space Marines. And it was very, I was very interested to see if they were going to follow suit with the codex and provide maybe some chapter specific rules and abilities. And from what I've seen, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but what I've seen, they keep talking about these founding chapters and how Uh pivotal they are, but there's nothing to separate a, a dark angel, imperial fist, blood angel, space wolf from each other other than the paint scheme so far that's, from what I've seen. That's right. And I mean, to further your example, just, just the very first one they talk about the first company's task force, man, that's Deathwing from my army. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause you're talking about Terminators, uh, Stern guard, blade, blade guard and Vanguard veterans. And, you know, they're going to have, you know, special first, um, first company rules which i don't know i mean it's it's going to be interesting to see at this point where they go with the divergent chapters yeah and i almost feel like i don't i could i I may end up with this codex i I said i wasn't (laughs) but (laughs) but i mean there's just so much in here that allows me to play models that i have already that uh, that are just really hard to fit into uh, a Dark Angels proper army yeah. right now. So, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about some hypotheticals here. So mm-hmm. I've got Space Wolves, which were in in editions past were primarily melee. Right. You mm-hmm. you put them on the back of a wolf. You you Thunder Wolf cavalry. You charge them into battle. They might have a little bit of shooting, but it's mostly melee and axes and storm shields and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to play a melee heavy army, I would take a space wolf army. I would take right. a detachment that focused on melee and charging and things like that mm-hmm. and play from the same, from this, the, a single codex. I wouldn't be picking chapter specific abilities. So on the plus, the plus side, I don't have to look at the attachment abilities and then flip over to another, another page and look at the space wolf abilities and then flip over to another codex and look at those abilities and, and mm-hmm. go back and forth, and that's just madness. That's the net positive. Mm-hmm. The the negative, though, I would say, is that you lose a little bit of the flavor specific to... Because I could paint now. I mean, now yeah, I could yeah. paint the Space Marines, and I could call them Space Wolves, but I could paint them whatever the heck color I want. I could have a, right. uh, a full cornucopia of colors <laughs> all over the tabletop, and it doesn't matter anymore, you know? Yes. So... I would say that's that's a good and a little bit sad at the same time, but mostly good, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of neat, though, because, you know, I think we both have models from the Leviathan box. Uh, I don't, yeah. I haven't really figured out what I was going to 100% do with those Infernus Marines, the flamethrower guys. Mm-hmm. But now you've got a Firestorm Assault Force. You don't have to have flamers, but if you have a bunch of guys with assault keywords, it gives you a bunch of benefits to those weapons. So, you know, you're not talking about melee, but you're talking about that medium range firepower. So now I'm like, man, now I've got all these 
options that I don't really have with, well, I mean, I know there's going to be some dark angel stuff coming out and I'm sure there's space wolves and blood angels and all that, but how's that going to look? Because what I feel like is like, they've kind of generically covered that is what I'm saying. Uh, in, in a good way, like at our level of play and what we do for me, it's almost good enough except for the flavor and the narrative and, and all that stuff. But as far as these attachments go, I mean, I'll never perfect them. So it's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the point too. I think the mm-hmm. point that they're trying to get across is that they, they want you to, to tell your own stories Mm-hmm. They want you to to figure up your own your own narrative, your own way of of doing things, um, and to to they don't want to restrict you with with the codex. They don't want right. to restrict that you you can't take certain units because I mean that would that would determine my purchase decisions as a, as a space marine as space wolves player. I wasn't buying anything that was like flamers. Like I mm-hmm. I would never do that because I'm not going to get any benefits. But right. now I am playing a space marine army. Mm-hmm. not a space wolves army. So, but I can paint them now in whatever colors I want, put out whatever decals I want. So I, I I'm not for or against this. I think mm-hmm. I'm just kind of interested, interested to see what people are going to do and how this is going to play out. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of gnashing of teeth as of course, all, always, all, uh, <laughs> all fans are going to have, but I, I think for the most part, I think any sane individual will see this as a positive, Mm-hmm. But you know, there's plenty of insanity on the internet. So, I think your creative and and really uh, tactical players, yeah, are are gonna really be able to to milk this for some some serious juice for a little bit. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I agree. think they're gonna be able to get a lot of miles out of it. Yeah, interested to see what kind of combos people come up with in the in in tournaments and just in casual games in general. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm debating on picking up this codex myself. Uh, we'll see once this comes out and and maybe I'll give my, my space wolves another go. So we'll see. Interested to discuss more in the future. So let's now skip over to a new product release that is up for pre-order now. And I thought this was really interesting. I wanted to, to spend a few minutes talking about it. Kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, they they hadn't talked about this. That it's and it's not like it's a glamorous product or anything that needs a big reveal. But it is um, any new thing from Games Workshop to me always catches my eye. This is a Storm Vault skirmish case. When really, I guess the best way to it's just a plastic tray with mm-hmm. some silicone spikes in it, and it replaces the previous Citadel skirmish figure case, which. If you've seen those, if you go to a Games Workshop store and they have these big black suitcase looking things sitting on the top of the shelf with the big handle and it says mm-hmm. Citadel on the outside, that had a foam insert so that you could put your models in. I personally never got one of those, right. primarily because I, I don't transport very much, but also mm-hmm. because even if I did, I was always concerned about the foam rubbing against the paint sure. and rubbing the, the paint off the model, even with varnish and all that kind of stuff. So this this new product is going up for pre-order soon is replaces that and it it almost looks like a stalactite stalagmite kind of <laughs> kind of thing it's a bunch of spikes like a uh, like an iron maiden yeah. that's what it looks like um like from from like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> excellent <Yeah. laughs> Iron Maiden. So uh that that's what it looks like. It's like you're putting your models in an Iron Maiden and you would tell me what I want to know. <laughs> so these are the little they're like they're made of silicone like little fingers yeah which is not going to to hurt the model itself uh, itself um you know steve it, the only the limitation i think is just the the capacity i mean mm. they they show an example here where it looks like it can hold 12 space marines and that's it yeah so yes it's a skirmish case so maybe maybe a really small game or Ooh. I guess technically you could play a combat patrol game with maybe you could take by two of these guys, but mm-hmm. my guess is that these things are going to run for thirty bucks a piece. Yeah, they're going to um, be pretty premium because it's not cheap materials. Yeah, you think thirty, forty bucks maybe? 
I think that's uh, a reasonable ballpark. So I don't, I don't know. I, I like the idea. The only yeah. concern I have, I guess, is that the plastic on the outside looks kind of cheap. If, yeah, if you, if you look at the at screenshot, that. it just mm-hmm. it almost looks like a little um, like a painter's tray or something. It yes, just doesn't it does. look like very high quality plastic. No, I mean I I would expect from what they're going to charge for it. You know, talking about maybe some knockoff like Pelican case type material. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something a little bit more robust. Uh, I, I feel like the little silicone things though, you know, in design and execution look good. I'm not sure how practical they're really going to be. They do look like they'll keep your model pretty safe. Yeah. But if the plastic on the outside cracks or busts, cause you drop it a little bit, I don't know if that's so good, but I mean, you know, that's just like from two pictures, it's going to be hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be a pass for me. I, I'm too cheap. <laughs> to buy these yeah you're you're just throw them in a garbage bag right yeah I, I, have a, I have a cardboard box that with <laughs> ran, random foam from stuff that i've Ooh, yeah afforded to take out the christmas ornaments and put the miniatures yeah, in that's right and, and you know you got your transport bottle of super glue mm-hmm. perfect yeah oh man what was that last time you were over here you like you broke oh, gosh. broke part of my terrain. Oh. You dropped two miniatures. Like what's what's happening oh. over here? <laughs> How embarrassing. I almost packed up and left. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm so just kidding. I I don't mind I did, the terrain. You know, that's just that's just battle damage, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I think I broke two of my own guys. <laughs> I know. It's like this is what is happening. So the 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 positive though is that even if you had had this case, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have saved your models because no. you broke them after you got them out. <laughs> I sure did. I mean, I broke them, broke them righteously too. So uh, one of the, one of the things that I'm looking at this is is this something? I know you said it's a pass for you. What looking at the design? I, I like that the silicone mm-hmm. Iron Maiden cage that they have here. I I'm trying to think what what would it take for me to to really invest into something like this? I'd almost say like a uh, some kind of built-in stacking mm-hmm. system, maybe, or an interlocking system. So, and maybe that's the point. They just haven't shown it off yet. But I would like to see something like this have a a stacking system on the outside, so that when if you were to buy three or four of these, or maybe in different sizes, you could keep them all locked in in, in a box. Because I think a lot of people will take these on the airport, take them to the airport, and I can just see them thrown around mm-hmm. by the TSA. Oh, so man. how do you, uh, the, I, I like the fact that these are thin. They're much mm-hmm. thinner looking than that previous suitcase thing, but the suitcase held a lot more models. So that's true. Um, I'm a little back and forth on this. Maybe this is their push with combat patrol. Maybe that's what they're looking for is to try to get this in, in addition. Cause combat patrol, I would assume otherwise they wouldn't be putting so much money into it has been very successful for them. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that too. And it does say, you know, Necromunda and Blood Bowl, Warcry, Kill Team. Yeah. All those smaller games anyway. Um, I'd like to see something for an option for your larger units, like a Dreadnought or, you know, because Combat Patrol, everybody's got at least like one bigger size unit. Yeah, but would, would they, they do say inside. they do say here leaving the Citadel battle figure case and Citadel Crusade figure case for your heavy duty transport. Ah, uh, okay, I see that now. So yeah, it, it almost sounds like they they want you to buy this when you're mm-hmm. walking down the street to your buddy's house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> to play right. to play a, a combat patrol game. Um, yeah. That's the point of this versus a cardboard box, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're if you're packing up to go to a tournament with a 2000 point army, they don't recommend buying, you know, 20 of these things, I guess, yeah. to pack up your whole force. So they would let you, you. Know, they'd be more than happy for oh, you. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Please <laughs> go buy 20. So I'm, I'm thinking this is most likely a pass for me unless mm-hmm. they comes out at some bargain price, you know, 15 bucks or something like that. And it, I, I might consider it then, yeah. but even still, this is most likely a pass for me, but yeah. You know, I'm sure somebody looks at this and says, this is exactly what I want because I only play Combat Patrol so I could buy two of these things and be good to go. And it's it's new, it's different, it's innovative. So mm-hmm. I have to 
give you know a nice golf clap for that one for sure. <laughs> just just a golf clap, mm-hmm. a John Daly golf clap, a John Daly golf clap. Yeah, bless your two <laughs> hearts. <laughs> Well, let's wrap up with our final news bit here on the latest episode of, apparently, our favorite new show, uh, Pariah Nexus. If you are unaware, Pariah Nexus is the new show on Warhammer TV through the Warhammer Plus subscription. Still, um, to me, a great value. Not to everybody, but you get the free model. You get the app, uh, the Warhammer apps where you can use those. You get the access to the back issues of the Warhammer or White Dwarf Vault. And then you get all the Warhammer TV content, which I think is cool. It's got battle reports. It's got other shows that we've talked about on this podcast. But the latest one, Pariah Nexus, is all about Necrons, Space Marines, uh, normal people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Astro Militarium, regular Humies, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sisters of Battle. Um but the the main thing, if you haven't listened to our, our last show where we talked about the first episode, the animation quality, they've, to quote, um, you know, uh, one of the movies that I love, Spinal Tap, they've turned it up to 11. <laughs> I agree. This one, this one goes up to 11, not, not 10, but it's up to 11. And when I start, and again, no spoilers. So if you're, right. if you're worried about spoilers, I'm not going to give any spoilers here. We're just going to talk about more just general themes, but, um, I will say that the first quote that was just, you know, in all the Warhammer shows, they have a little quote at the at the front of the episode before they actually start the animation. And I loved this quote because mm-hmm. it just made me smile and think about, man, I just love this game so much. And the quote is, mercy is a word for traitors and cowards. Let all who speak it be strung up by their duplicitous tongues. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, just a hardcore... <laughs> It's, but it's just so good because it, it's so ridiculous. Like we've talked about yeah. before, it, it's just such a bizarre kind of kind of setting. But you know, in our minds, because we're like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's very forty mm-hmm. k. I mean, I even apply everything in my life. I'm like, yeah, that's some real forty k stuff right there. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, but I can't just say that. Like, I would love to be able to walk around and talk like that. But you could. In, Oh, I could, but I'd have to, you know, find a new job, um, <laughs> probably. And, especially, uh, especially in the medical professions. Yeah. Like, if yeah. someone come up, Steve, please help me. Mercy is a word for traitors. Yeah, and cowards. exactly. <laughs> what would the God Emperor say right now? Huh? Yeah, and just sit yeah. there and ponder over in the corner. It doesn't well, doesn't go so well. Well, they hand you a box and a pink slip and tell you to get out. <laughs> yeah. But what a what a cool line, and I thought it was really cool to start the show. Um, I thought that that this particular episode, again, no spoilers, but I thought this mm-hmm. episode did a great job of giving the uh, some backstory to Space Marines and giving a little bit of humanity to the yeah. Space Marines. I don't ever I don't ever feel sorry, you know, for any particular army or faction and that's the point of warhammer there's mm-hmm. no good guys or bad guys um but in this case it's almost like you know okay i, I could get i could get down with this you know mm-hmm. I, I feel like the space marines are really trying their best um and they're still you know angels of death right, right. but and they they do all this terrible stuff which they address in the in the episode but mm-hmm. they do i just thought i don't know about you but i really liked the the notion of giving them a little bit of humanity yeah, because I mean they they are created from humans. They're not they're you know, they're still humans that are at some point in their life, you know, after, you know, either adolescence or adulthood mm-hmm. that are transformed into these beings. So they do exist as regular human beings for some amount of time. Um they're not just necessarily grown in a vat um uh, per se. Um, though they haven't really talked about the whole primaris thing is how that happens. But anyway, yeah. but you know, generally speaking, they were, you know, they grow up and they farm them from <laughs> worlds that make them tougher humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have to, you know, pass certain trials as humans to see if they're worthy to even 
try to be become space marines and then even the genetic altering may kill them so it is pretty interesting though i mean it's all stripped away but there's still some of that there and i I think they do a good job with that yeah and i I liked the fact that they showed that the size difference whenever you get to see the difference between a space marine because sometimes when i when i watch these shows and the space marines chunking around with their armor and their <laughs> gigantic gauntlet hands and the huge pauldrons and the shoulders and it's like okay come on really is it mm-hmm. that every time you jump it makes this tank sound like give me a break mm-hmm. but then when you see them in direct comparison to a normal human being and then you look at it like okay yeah i guess that yeah. would make a giant tank sound when you yeah, jump they, off a rock <laughs> they probably weigh what an elephant weighs <laughs> yeah. you know yeah uh, and which what I, I love about these animations, and it's another, um, I think, you know, regardless of whether or not you think that there's value and the mm-hmm. price to value, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, but I, one of the things I love about this is that it gives me a good visual to go along with my tabletop games. Yes. So I can, I can imagine, and my, I have a pretty good imagination when I read books, and, and to, but there's just something you can't fully grasp about how big or clunky Mm-hmm. something in what is it what does a bolter sound like what does what does a space marine sound like when he's jumping or right. or hitting rocks and how big is it in size comparison and you can think about how how it is in books and, and it tells you the size difference but to actually see it on a screen just gives you a different level of immersion to me and oh, yeah. i thought this one did a really good job of that and the setting itself the you know the amount of destruction you see Yep, the size of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, it just this you you understand just how densely packed humanity is on all these planets that they're on now. Yeah, um, and then you just look at it and you think like that's that's like our entire contemporary Earth right now's worth of people, buildings, and structures just destroyed. Yeah, you know, like, and that's just like one little bitty planet amongst you know millions in in this uh vast little 40k universe so it's yeah. very it's very cool like that and it's all the the gothic stuff mm-hmm. and which makes me think of my terrain that i have and some of the gothic buildings and the terrain that i'm hoping that they're going to come out with soon more more yeah. gothic buildings but what they just they just have this wonderful setting and i think they do a really good job in this show of doing that of course the animation is top notch one of the features that they show off here uh, is a, 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's like a time rewind. Uh, yeah. Almost like a Batman detective kind of thing where it rewinds time and retells the story of mm-hmm. what happened. I just thought that, because I was wondering after watching the first episode, is this, are they going to do enough of a departure to make it feel like a, a, a something that's going to keep me wanting more? And yeah. I thought just that alone did a good job. It's a, it's a complete change of pace into more of a mystery, find out what mm-hmm. happened, detective kind of show versus the first episode was still some of that, but more action-oriented and combat. This one has still had plenty of action and combat, but it was more discovery, which that time rewind feature was really cool. Yeah, because, I mean, technically, as far as the lore and stuff goes and the timeline goes... Humanity is really just barely getting a hint of what the Necrons are. Mm-hmm. Like they've been kind of out of the picture. Like anyone who's come across them doesn't usually live to tell the story. Right. So there's not right. a lot of stories or information about them. And I, I like this not to go off on a complete lore tangent, but comparing this show to say um, angels of death. Right. Right. So the angels of death, it, cause it's, it's a first chapter. It's the, um, blood angels and they're deeply connected. A lot of the motifs and stuff in that series is deeply connected to the Horus heresy, um, which is 10,000 years before the prior nexus stuff. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I like about it is, um, they've, they're moving on like this new storyline is completely separated from all of that. Like you, any any of these characters in 
the pariah nexus right now, the whole heresy stuff is uh, things of legend. I mean, that's like, it's like Arthurian legend to us and, you know, ancient Egypt and just things that we can't comprehend. And you only know stories about it because it's, it's just so far in the past. And I like that, that they're kind of moving on with that and giving us an, an idea of what's happening right now. Like what, what's happening in the 41st millennium that's not necessarily connected to the, the 31st millennium. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they're doing a great job with that. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, it, it does. And I, I, I get the sense, especially in this this most recent episode, where they're still trying to figure out again what the Necrons are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and the first episode, it's almost like still with any Space Marine that they're not sure what 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 it is that's getting ready to attack them, but at the same yeah. time they they learn so quickly and they adapt so quickly <laughs> that it's like, hey, what's that? I've never seen that before. I guess I'll shoot it. You know, and there's there's no hesitation, which I think speaks to the lethality of the Space Marines and really just about anything in the Warhammer universe that everybody's one second away from from taking a bolter to the head, you know, and that's right. It um, this particular show does a good job of mixing some of the crazy of of the Necrons with the also the the crazy and, and some of the nobility of the space Marines, I thought. Mm-hmm. And how, how smart they are. Um, Cause you know, it's easy to start thinking of them as a bunch of galoots that, you know, just want to Hulk smash things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But incredible. I mean, this, this series is showing just incredibly how, how smart and intelligent and in tune with their, you know, combat space and, and everything that's going on. Like these guys process information so fast. Um, Almost like a machine. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but it, it's pretty it's pretty interesting that they're doing a really good job of showing that these guys make just super quick decisions. And just, I don't know, they're so plugged into uh, they they are a weapon. And yeah. I think this this series is really showing how how much that is true. Yeah, and uh, also you know based on the, the the comment about intelligence. Looking at the the Necrons, where they they show some Necron warriors, mm-hmm. and the difference between warriors and Illuminor Zeris and uh, the Death Marks, it's and the Destroyers. There is a, there's a yeah, the the different levels, yeah, the Destroyers, the different levels of intelligence, I think, and mm-hmm. it's it's some of it is intelligence, some of it's just like you can tell the the programming or the instinct right. built into these machines are actually different. Which what what's cool is that when you play them on the tabletop, you do, yeah, I don't know, by by default, give them a little bit of a different personality yeah, based sure. on what their role is. And so watching a show like this, if I'm playing Necrons, I almost feel a little more, I don't know, bought into that personality of, of the mm-hmm. unit and the force. And I'm thinking about what I saw in the animation and what they're capable of, which was, was really cool to see. So, um, you know, I'm 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 all in. I'm interested in and in more. I I truth. hope I hope that they release these weekly, um, because I remember in the past sometimes they would skip a couple of weeks and it would yeah. take a really long time. I don't know if that's the case anymore because it's been in you know, the first year of of Warhammer Plus they they had to trickle in content because they just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping now that after a year of development that they can release these weekly. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if after this week, you know, next week's going to be a battle report and, you yeah. know, master class and, and stuff like that. And, and they're going to hold off on episode three for another week or so. Mm. That's so, my fear too, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it just, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I've still got my <laughs> subscription. Right. So when it comes out, we'll, we'll have plenty of impressions. Um, the good news is that those, those episodes are relatively short. I think this is only like, like less than 20 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't mind, you know, most of the shows nowadays are an hour long, 30 minutes. And if you want to go binge watch anything, it's going to take you a day, uh, depending on your, on your schedule and and where you are. Maybe you have a job, maybe you don't, uh, depending on the stage of life, but still, I like that these are in bite-sized chunks and you can consume. And then even better is that you can watch them over and over again 
while mm-hmm. you're painting or, or reading or, or whatever, whatever you like to do. So looking forward to the third episode of Pariah Nexus coming up. I'm sure we'll have plenty of opinions and, and more fancy conspiracy theories on maybe yeah. some things. We might have to do a, a spoiler cast one episode where we talk about uh, some, some, you know, you've shared some interesting opinions and thoughts on what might be going on. So yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple more episodes and we'll do a, a spoiler cast and we'll, we'll give everyone fair warning before that That's happens. That's right. I think you, you got time to watch it yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, um, that'll wrap our show for this episode of Bulgers and Booze. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Medicaid T- Steve, for your time, <laughs> attention, your service. Apparently, this cocktail's gotten to me. I should have. Uh, <laughs> it's tea. <laughs> maybe, yeah, Steve. Maybe I put should have put a little more limeade in here and less of the vodka. <laughs> well, uh, I am David the War Boss, and we will see you next time on Dad Hammer. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, David.